Matt Mosley Show right here on ESPN Central Texas. Shout out to uh, Brian College Station. I know y'all can hear us. My gosh, what are the Aggies up to? I think that 1660 travels right in there to College Station. And um, one of College Station's favorite sons, Travis Brown, now joins us. One of Lake Highland's favorite sons. One of Fort Worth's favorite sons. And uh, and, and the, look at that, the the uh, winner of the, I was just looking at this um, tweet from some seven hours ago. Uh, the Eagles' Travis L. Brown named the 2022 Celeste Williams Star Sports Writer of the Year. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Travis, congratulations on that, and welcome back to the Mosley Show. We're proud of you, all right? And we hope in your victory speech or wherever your ceremony is that, uh, you know, you'll mention some of your your uh, your appearances here. Uh, of, of course. You know, I always mention that, uh, you know, in fact, it was like the second graph in that story was that, you know, fr- frequently features on the Matt Mosley Show. Uh, in the <laughs> afternoon, so uh, I, I think I think actually I, I sent in one of the clips from these shows for the awards, so that's uh, that's that's where it came from. Oh man, you've done good work on here. You did take the time while accepting all the praise out here on social media to uh, to comment on the Texas Rangers uh, new uniforms. What do we call these things? City uniforms. And it says city connect, for the yeah yeah city connect. I don't think these uniforms are really connecting. Now this is the area, uh, the Metroplex was where you grew up, and of course in Central Texas, tons of Rangers fans. And Josh Young is the one in uniform in this uh, social media thing the Rangers sent out. The starting third baseman, former Texas Tech star. First of all, Travis, he does not seem pleased to be in this uniform. He just looks. He looks very disturbed and angry. Um, I, and I, I do appreciate. Oh, go ahead. Go no no please. I said I do appreciate the comments on Twitter underneath that says it kind of looks like a a travel men's softball slow pitch softball team that that is like way too into it. <laughs> way too. That's right. Maybe like the king in his court. You know, where they travel around, that was a great. We've got a friend, Glenn Moore, the Baylor softball coach, who used to be in the king in his court. And he was one of the unbelievable pitchers in that and used to travel around. I just think these these navy, they look black, pants, are kind of what are setting everybody off. So, and, and that weird, the mythical creature they created that's a blend of the Dallas Eagles and the Fort Worth Panthers. I keep saying the Fort Worth Cats because that's what I remember. I don't know what the pan what that was the Panthers. So, so the Panthers predated the Fort Worth Cats. Yeah, and and you know Fort Worth is the Panther City. So uh, that's that's, yeah. that's you know it's, it's before it was Cowtown, or maybe yeah. you know after it was Cowtown. That's, I don't know, but that's Panther pretty much City news to everybody listening that it was the Panther City. I mean, I've heard Funky Town, I've heard Cowtown. Panther City. Hey. Why was why was it Panther City? Was there were there some Panthers around there uh, many years ago? I you know I think there was some legend that some old guy saw you know probably what was like a you know a, a, a someone sleeping on the, the the steps of City Hall, but in his drunken stupor or whatever, uh, 
thought it looked like a panther walking around on the city <laughs> hall. There's something like that. But, you know, it is the Pascal High School Panthers. So there, there, yeah. you know, there, there's some history there. There's some history there. Yeah. I, I, I'm all, I'm, I, you know, I like the whole history of the minor league baseball scene and DFW and the old Texas League and stuff like that. So give me the patches. I'm, I'm okay yeah. with the mythical creature. I'm okay with the Dallas Spurs nod. I'm okay with all of the, the, the patches as part of it. But yeah, they needed to go with white pants, white pants, All red right. stripe, keep it looking like a throwback. So now, anyway, I, you went to the uh, maroon white Texas A&M game the other day. Travis is a beat writer for Texas A&M. Does a great job on that beat, and love the uh, I love these NCAA quickie statistics. I mean, my gosh, <laughs> you had like halftime stats. These are uh, is this your handwriting on here? I mean, this is beautiful penmanship. I don't know if you went to Highlander School or or where you might have picked up this penmanship, but this is beautiful print. Um, but I I have never really been able to keep stats, mainly because I I, I, mean, I did in high for high school games back in the day when I was at the morning news. But these are really nice looking, Travis. Now I understand you were a little late to the game because you were covering Aggie bas- uh, baseball. But once you got there, I mean, was it? Did you see enough to think, hey, this team, you know, they're going to be okay? I mean, did you see enough star power? Did you see? And oh, by the way, this one player for the white, who I think had a touchdown. No, nah, you have him with zero touchdowns. Maybe he had one in the second half. Crownover. That name is very familiar to me. I feel like his dad may have played at Baylor. You know, I don't know about that. I will. I'll have to check that out because I think. I think you might be onto something there. Um, yeah. But yeah, to go back to uh, uh, your, your first question, the I, I, there was I, I didn't go in with most any expectations because like half of the offensive line, offensive line starters are are hurt. They had another starter from last year who entered the transfer portal and he wasn't playing, uh, and it was on a a sixty five yard field because they're putting new suites into the south end of Kyle Field, so. It, it was it was practice football at its finest. That yeah. being said, uh, you know I, I think that there were a few bright spots, a few players that uh, we haven't gotten to see yet, and I think uh, put up a, a good impression. Uh, Micah Tease, the freshman, uh, did a really good job, a wide receiver, and is going to be a guy that they're going to probably have to lean heavily on with a a pretty condensed wide receiver group. Um, you know, uh, and I white in there getting a lot of a, a, a lot of hurries. Uh, you know, learning that Noah uh, Thomas is the offensive MVP of the spring. You know, he only got to play a little bit there at the beginning before he took a, a shot from another guy who had some high praise, and that's Bryce Anderson, uh, the safety. He, he got hit, hit him in the head, and uh, Noah didn't get to play the rest of the game. Jimbo Fisher said he. Uh, he should be back and just fine for, for summer workouts and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that there's some, some players in some positions that were some question marks that actually, you know, you made you kind of look and go, wait, wait, okay, what's that kid's number? Oh, oh, oh it's uh, Micah Tease. Okay, well, he's been making plays today. So, um, you know, there's some bright spots for sure. All right, and I got to ask you about Jimbo. I just was seeing some headline that, Jimbo blasts multiple outlets, but then I'm here, I'm also seeing, hey, it was more of a tongue-in-cheek. Uh, this, of course, comes from awful announcing, which I don't know if that's the most reputable thing out there on Twitter. So we'll let you straighten that out. But I do want to ask you this. Aggie quarterbacks. I thought Wegman, 
I thought this was going to be Wegman. You know, he he was obviously showed a lot last year, was kind of exciting, can run, can do a lot of things. So I thought this was his job to lose. But, boy, your esteemed colleague, uh, Cease, as you call him, uh, uh, Mr. Cessna, I mean, he's he was up there really saying, hey, I think this is an open battle after the game. Now, neither quarterback in the spring game seemed to be ex- that accurate. I'm sure they made some. Each of them made some pretty good plays. Max, as I recall, is that lefty who spent some time at uh, LSU before coming to Texas A&M. But uh, what did you once you got over there and settled in the A&M quarterback situation? What do you make of that? And do you still think Wegman? You know, it's it's basically uh, you know he's the he's the leader, and something dramatic would have to happen for Johnson to supplant him. Yeah, yeah. Going back to that first comment, didn't, didn't uh, Bob Woodward write for Awful Announcing before the Washington Post? Isn't that how you know that bastion of journalism? Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the quarter the quarterbacks. Um, the, you know, Jimbo Fisher when, when asked, I think everyone, like you said, assumes Connor Wegman is going to be the guy moving forward. Jimbo Fisher, when Wegman was recruited, I mean, he, he's shied away from lumping too much praise on a guy who had never seen the field before, but he did not really shy away from talking about how good Wegman was before he even got on campus. So when he finally saw the field at the end of last year, I think everyone kind of saw, okay, the future, the future is now it's time for him to, to, to move forward and, and claim his position. And when we asked about the quarterback battle at the start of spring practice, Jimbo Fisher kind of did the normal coach speak thing and saying, you know, every, every position is open now, every position there's a competition, you know, it, it's week to week, you know, anybody could fight forward and, and win a spot in any, any week, any time of the year. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. When we got out there to see spring ball, you know, yes, it was pretty neck and neck, um, you know, mm-hmm. uh, 37, 31 for 37 was Johnson. 17 for 40 was Wegman. 243 yards to 273 yards. Uh, Johnson, three touchdowns. I think that I give the edge a little bit to Johnson in that one game. He was a little bit more accurate. He moved the ball down the field a little bit more, and it kind of seemed like the offense around him just clicked a little bit more. There was times that Wegman had some pretty open passes that he could have, you know, he stepped up in the pocket, tried to deliver the pass. It was over his head, something like that. So, uh, it might be a little closer than people thought. I still think it's Wegmans to lose, but I think there is something to the fact that I think both of these guys are, are competing pretty hard. Travis Brown joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, esteemed Texas A&M beat writer, really a man for all seasons. That A&M baseball team looked like they got beat up pretty badly the other day. So I don't know, I don't know how the Ags, they had a great run last year, so we'll see if they're able to bounce back. But what about these uh, spring awards that they put out? Now, that's kind of a interesting thing. I'd like um, – I'm going I'm to uh, – and we've got Academic Excellence – Awards, community service, Anaya uh, Smith, the big-time wide receiver, kind of a hybrid-type player, wins a community service award for the Aggies. Um, I kind of like this. I like seeing them put out some – some, uh, and, I, and I noticed you mentioned Noah Thomas, the wide receiver who got banged up in the spring game but apparently put on a show for the Aggies. But what about these defensive MVPs? Bryce – are you having a drink or something? Bryce Anderson – the defensive back and Shamar Turner. I want to hear about these two. Like what? Because I'm all. I mean, 
A&M, if they're known for anything, uh, it's some of these great defensive linemen. And I'm just kind of curious, is, is Shamar Turner from that line, or is he more of a pass rusher? What, what, do we, uh, what do we know about Shamar Turner? Yeah, Shamar Turner did some really pretty good pass rushing last year, and I think that that's kind of what separated him a little bit. But it, it, it's kind of hard to, to single out any one as being the guy because they have so many guys. I mean, they talked about how Walter Nolan, you know, who was the big-time centerpiece of their uh, number one recruiting class at defensive line that he's made uh, huge strides forward. And I White had a pretty good showing when what he uh, did. And uh, so, so that defensive line is, it has to be considered. And that, that's even without McKinley Jackson, who is their uh, veteran guy who's coming back for another year, even playing in the spring game. Uh, you know, there, there, there's no, no lack for talent on that defensive line, and they should be pretty stout there. Uh, Bryce Anderson is an interesting one because he's kind of going to looking to be the heir apparent to Antonio Johnson at that nickel position. Uh, you know, Antonio Johnson was that uh, kind of the, the, the focal point of the, the back end of the defense over the last few years for the Aggies, uh, a guy that's probably going to hear his name called. Uh, here on the draft here in a couple weeks. And, uh, you know, he's, he's that kind of guy who has the speed and, and the agility to uh, go go back in coverage and, and it kind of has a pedigree at safety, but also can step up in the box and, and hit and kind of serve as another linebacker. And I think that um, a, a lot of what A&M likes to do on defense kind of hinges around that type of player as everything kind of morphs more into like a, 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 a Four uh, four two six or, or whatever it is uh, back there that that he uh, he'll step in and be that other linebacker that other guy in the box. So I think he's going to be a uh, his improvement his development is going to be a, a real key point to see uh, how that defense clicks uh, next year. Yeah, I think a four two six is your homage to the twelfth man. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Four four two five. I you know math was never my strong suit. Which is, uh, I, I win awards for words, not not numbers. That's right. That's right. I'm not gonna. I cannot poke fun at the winner of this Celeste uh, Williams Award. I like this, and I'm I'm happy for you. And I know that means a lot because she was the uh, esteemed sports editor there at the Star Telegram. You came up at that place, and uh, uh, she was uh, uh, really uh, really instrumental in your uh, in your career. Now, Travis, uh, I I'm, I'm kind of interested in Bobby Petrino. And I mean, I, the and I'm, I've been kind of reading, you know, what different players are saying about him and, and uh, uh, about like the pre-snap motion that we were hearing about. OK, going to be more going to be more. Uh, and then um, and just kind of I want, you know, we're, we're all kind of looking to see, OK, is he the one calling the plays? Is it for sure he's sending them in? Did we get any answers on kind of the Petrino era? as spring came to a close in Aggieland? I would say close to none. I know the few times we got to go out and watch watch uh, stretching and, you know, individual drill drills and going against air for the first 15 minutes of practice, it was evident that in years past, Jimbo Fisher had, you know, been right there in the quarterback drills, micromanaging the drill and, and breaking things down. And, call, and through practice, he was stood back several yards off – off that, uh, letting Bobby run the quarterbacks. And, you know, he might pull a guy aside every now and then. And then at times he wasn't even over there. He was over uh, on uh, the other field helping out with, with defense and stuff like that. So at least on the surface, visually for like the 
grand total of, you know, uh, an hour maybe of practice we saw all through spring, uh, it did seem like there was that dynamic. But everything was so vanilla in the spring game. I mean, I think the only passes they ran for like the first uh, quarter and a half were just verticals down the sidelines and, and fades. They didn't throw anything over the middle until the second half, I think. And so, uh, and it's two hand touch for the most part in the run game. So like, I don't know. I don't know if it was at all indicative of anything that we can see of what the offense is going to look like from spring game, other than, some of the players that might be out there and, and who seem to be kind of running the best routes and uh, we'll have to see, but on the surface from what we have been able to see, it, it does seem like there is a, a different di- dynamic there. All right. I, that's all good information. You can read him in the Eagle boy, down there in college station, great newspaper. And uh, apparently uh, Jimbo was taking some shots. I like that. He did not. He was poking fun. At the Houston Chronicle and Sports Illustrated. Now, the, his little joke there sounded a little bit like a – he might have acted like he was joking, but he, he did say it used to be the gold standard. And he, it, it sounded like an actual swipe when you just read the joke. But but well, you were there, Travis. Was it So the, the Houston Chronicle, a little poke he took at Houston Chronicle and Sports Illustrated when he said he, he wanted a really good last question. And he and he called on somebody other than those uh, outlets. Was Jimbo just being funny? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was certainly <laughs> attempt to be funny. It was. It was. It was funny with a little bit of uh, a. There's. There's a little bit of truth in all jokes, or however that yes. thing goes. Yes. Uh, so I think he was. I think he was in, attempting to be uh, have a little bit of of banter and back and forth with us, but I don't know. If, if the if the execution or, or or if it was the execution wasn't meant to to, to make us laugh, but uh, poor poor our Colt uh, Thompson, our, our our little Sports Illustrated blogger guy, he's like the nicest guy ever. He, he didn't deserve that shot. Uh, now Brent, you know Brent Zorneman, uh, he, he 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 can he can he can take it. Cole, yeah, uh, I don't I don't I don't I don't know if he deserves that, but you know, cheap shot, uh, yeah, cheap shot whole, for the young the Colt. Whole, the old, the old, the old, uh, uh, awful announcing story. It was way overblown. Yes. Uh, he's, he, he, we've had more contentious press conferences with Jimbo than, than that one for sure. All right. I'd like to, I may drop in on one of those. I'd like to be a part of a contentious news conference. I had one with Bob Stoops one time. Mosley arrives in town and they lost some top recruit to Oklahoma State or somebody. And, and the assembled media was just asking him all, How do you like this guy? Oh, how do you like this guy? A, a young Mosley, age 25. I roll into town and I, I say, What's it like to lose a four star wide receiver to Oklahoma State or something along those lines? <laughs> he, he was not pleased. I, you know, I thought it was fair. I thought it was a. I still yeah. think it's a fair question. But of course, next to, he was used to getting kind of treated pretty well. And uh, the big bad morning news rode into town. And uh, I think <laughs> I think Bob requested maybe I didn't cover their games from then on. But uh, okay, Travis, uh, we will uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay, I appreciate you taking the time today. You got it. Anytime, Matt. All right, there he goes, Travis Brown, the beat writer for the Eagle in uh, Bryan College Station, and does a great job. And be interesting to to find out more as we continue to learn more about the Aggies and their spring game. But I thought the Aggies would enjoy hearing about some of their players, their defensive tackles. 
The running backs, apparently, there's some running backs that played really well. And that Crownover, I just that name grabbed my attention, Aaron, because it said Ernest Crownover. I think was this was this young man's name. And Baylor, if I'm not mistaken, we had a Ernest Crownover playing defensive tackle for us back in the day. So anyway, I'll double check that. But uh, that name did grab my attention. That may be a Baylor legacy. All right, it's Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas. A reminder. At uh, 5 o'clock, Baylor baseball coach Mitch Thompson coming on with us. But uh, next, it is Campus Confidential. What is 